0: we turn to god's word let's turn to him in prayer our heavenly father we have gathered here to hear your voice to hear you speak to us we pray that you might do that through your living word through your holy spirit your divine presence among us for we ask it in jesus name amen turn with me if you like to The fourth chapter of the book of James, James chapter 4. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your own lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. That ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. All of us that are here this evening, I believe, have something very unique in common. Namely, that we have experienced God speaking to us in a very personal way. I say that because I know that for the most part we are God's children and we each individually can very clearly identify a time in our lives when we felt God calling us to become his child. We can remember very clearly how he spoke to us and called us out of a life of sin at whatever age we were. And maybe it wasn't the first time that he spoke to us. And perhaps it was the last time that he would invite us after speaking to us many times. But we know in our hearts that God spoke to us personally. And he continued to speak to us. And he continues to speak to us And as we move through that conversion experience and obtained a personal relationship with the Lord, we can identify those times when God spoke to us very clearly. Perhaps as we read his word, perhaps by by a still small voice that was speaking to us, perhaps through a sermon, a message, maybe through somebody else, maybe through some events that transpired, but we knew that God was speaking. And I can remember very distinctly in my own life when after I had been called by God and, and was, was seeking that peace and had repented and, and anxiously awaiting it, I remember one evening in particular, the night that God assured me of the forgiveness and the peace that he had promised. The songs all seemed to be speaking directly to me. It was as if God was talking. And I hadn't had that peace yet, and, and I asked the Lord if, if he could perhaps, if this was him speaking to me, confirm that in what the brother would, would say or read when he went up to do the closing of the song service that evening. And I remember as the brother went up, I became preoccupied with looking after my younger brothers who were sitting beside me, and I didn't hear a thing that he was saying. Not until he got to that portion of the scripture in Psalm 122, when it said, For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. And it was as if God was speaking loudly and clearly But I wasn't quite ready to listen to him yet. And it wasn't until sometime, a few hours later, that I could really submit to what God was telling me. Namely this, that indeed he had spoken to my heart and told me that he had forgiven my sins and that I was now his child. And there are other instances in my life when I can remember God speaking. And one comes to mind... On a particular Wednesday night when my very young daughter was observing me rush home late from work and getting ready to go to church and just about as I was ready to to leave, she simply said, Daddy, spend some time with me. And I knew that God was talking to me. And I didn't go to church that night and I know he wasn't telling me that I should skip church to spend time with my children. I knew that he was telling me that it was important, very important to set some other things aside and and make some priorities in life that were more important. And I know that all of you here tonight can identify with that. And the reason is, the reason, beloved, is because we live in a very unique time a time of which the prophet Joel spoke when he prophesied that, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit this is the time that we live in because it is the new dispensation which began when Jesus Christ came into the world to preach the good news, to preach deliverance to the captives, that we could be saved. And as he died on the cross, the veil in the temple was rent in two and the, the doorway, so to speak, was open for us to have communion with God in such a way that we could hear Him speak to us very personally. That was very different than what it had been in times past. When we can see in Scripture that God in the Old Testament chose to speak to very specific individuals. And in fact, the Bible tells us and we can read in Samuel that that this child Samuel ministered to the Lord. And then it goes on to say, And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. And there was no open vision. Precious because it was scarce. Things are precious when they're they're scarce, when there's not much of it. And God at that time chose to speak to people through selected individuals, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And many years later, through Moses. And then through through men of God such as Samuel, who at this time was just learning, learning to know what it was like to hear the voice of God because we know at first he did not recognize it. And not until he could say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth, did he hear what God was trying to tell him. And there were many others that came that God chose through whom he would speak. But that all changed when Jesus came. That all changed when Pentecost came and the Spirit came in in power to indwell the believer's life And He's done that for you and for me. But I need to point you to another scripture. And it is a prophecy that goes like this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, But of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Could it be that that day is upon us? That that day is coming? that the reality of that prophecy is at the doorstep? Could it be that what that scripture implies is perhaps what you and I can experience in our lives? I need to tell you that there are times when I feel that hungry, that thirsty. I don't always hear the voice of God the way I want to. He doesn't always speak loud and clear. In fact, more often he speaks, as we know, in a still small voice. But something is happening. Something is happening in my life, and I think in your life too, that makes this scripture real, that makes us understand and know that a famine is becoming apparent. It's not for lack of God's Word. We're in a Christian college, attending a Christian camp, and every day we are going to hear the Word of God. And it's not as if, as if God's Word is scarce as it has been in in times past, when it was hunted down and, and Attempts were made to obliterate it from, from the face of the earth. No. There's plenty of God's word around. All of us have have many perhaps copies of scripture. And we will hear a lot of God's word here this week. It's not because there isn't preaching, it's not because there isn't teaching. It's not because we don't have Bibles and and books that that teach and, and show us all kinds of things. Then what is this famine? Could it be that we're becoming hard of hearing? That we're not the listeners that God wants us to be? That we're missing, perhaps, the messages that He wants to impart to us. Could it be that this this time of this prophecy is encroaching upon your life and upon my life in such a way that we miss out on what God wants more than anything? Namely, that for which He sent His Son into the world So that we could become His children. So that we could enjoy intimate fellowship with Him. That we could walk closely with Him. And that we could hear the voice of God speaking to us. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what God wants for you and for me not the kind of the lord told me that that makes us go in a direction that is is not at all what god wants us to go in that sets us apart from our brothers and sisters that puts us on a path that that causes dissension and and separation and hard feelings and sometimes even the god told me that 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 perhaps somehow makes us think that He gave us permission to do something that His Word told us was wrong and that we know is not right. And that too can happen. It's the kind of speaking that God wants to do with every one of us as His children in a very intimate way. It's something that we've all experienced. And it's something that at times in our lives we don't. And it's then that we need to look perhaps at a scripture such as we have before us tonight that will point out to us how we can become better listeners. Point out to us what's standing in the way. Reveal to us that that maybe, probably, certainly, we are not as close to God as we should be. Maybe not even as close as we think we are. And he's calling us because what he wants is to have that intimate fellowship. I need to to tell you that I feel that in my own life. At different times and for some time. And as I lay on my bed this afternoon and and pondered what God was all going to have me to say, I really felt that he wanted me to tell you that this was for me. The Bible, we read in Hebrews, is a two-edged sword. It says, for the word of God is quick, it's alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And as I hold God's word, this sword tonight, I need you to know that I want to be the target but it's a two-edged sword and as I wield it towards myself perhaps you too might see it coming your way and I encourage you not to duck, not to step back but let this sword do what it's supposed to do and that is as it says here To And Brother Tom was wrong this morning when he said that there would be no elective heart, open heart surgery at camp this week. In the sense that he spoke, it is true. But in this sense, if there is none, we might as well pack our bags and go home Because if God can't speak to our hearts if He can't cut into our hearts tonight, this week and change us for the better our being here really has no purpose. And what God wants to do is open heart surgery. And He wants to open our hearts and for that reason I feel that I need to open my heart to you as well. I sat this morning in a forum on discipleship and the need for it. And as the PowerPoint presentation was being presented, there was a part that that identified the marks or the signs of an immature believer. And I have to tell you that as I sat there and as these popped up one by one, for some of them, in varying degrees, I knew God was talking about me. I've been a Christian for more than 25 years. And I've been preaching for almost 20 years. But I tell you that there's a lot of times when I feel, and I know in my heart, I have a long, long way to go. There are times when I feel that I should be a lot farther along than I am. There are times when I know that I need to preach and late into the night I'm pleading with God to give me something to say. There are times when I get up to the pulpit and I simply pray, God, help me to say something that will be meaningful not because of me, but in spite of me. I'm not telling you that I'm a bad Christian. That I'm immoral. I've been faithful to my marriage, to my wife. I've been honest in my dealings as a businessman, in my work. I scarcely ever miss service. I'm there practically all the time. There's a lot of good things in my life that I could identify that I do. And I know that I'm not a bad Christian, but I also know that I could be a much better one, that I could be a lot closer to God, And I also know that I want to hear his voice clearer, more often, more unmistakably. As I read this list to you, I'm not asking you to identify yourself as an immature Christian. But I am asking you to ask God as I needed to ask myself. And I have to tell you that I didn't jot down this list. I felt that God was speaking to me as it was appearing on the screen. And just around supper time, I I asked someone to get the list for me. And then as I read it over, it seemed like it seemed like, well, maybe I'm not that bad after all. Maybe it wasn't quite the way I thought it was. But you know, we can we can set ourselves up a little bit higher than we should be. We can see ourselves a little bit better than God sees us. And that's really what's important. It's not how you see me. And you may be surprised at some of the things that I'm saying to you and telling you about me. But you see, what you see is not always what really is there. And that's true for many of us. Maybe for all of us. And sometimes we like to hide and pretend. A marginal desire of God's word. As I read these, not yes or no, but is perhaps some of these things, not all of them, but some of them, areas that you struggle with, that you're not happy with, Areas that that really cause you to be living a life that is different from what God really wants you to live and that is an abundant life where we have intimate fellowship with the Creator. Where He can speak to us and we hear what He has to say. Marginal desire for God's Word. Few works of faith, such as serving others and giving, being easily swayed or deceived by false doctrines, stuck in the basics, no growth, limited desire for fellowship with the brethren, strong desire for worldly possessions, selfish ambitions, difficulty in repenting and forgiving others, lacking compassion for the lost, lacking compassion. For the lost, not actively assisting other believers in their growth, a limited sense of God, His character and His will, a life filled with fear, anxiety, a lack of peace, often covetous, boastful, pride, manipulative, ongoing financial difficulties, living under mounds of death, seekers of pleasure, lives marked by lack of discipline, partial victory over sin, non-existent or lackluster prayer life, little or no time for personal worship. As I read through that list, perhaps it was a yes or a no. Maybe it was a sometimes, a little bit, occasionally once in a while I can't help but think of the song we so often sing in our Zion's heart lord jesus would that i could be in all things minded like to thee grant savior The words aren't coming to me right now except the part of the song that says, But oh, but oh, how far I am away from thy true image day by day. Got a long way to go. Got a lot of more listening to do. We have a scripture before us that tells us some things that we need to be reminded of. Tells us here that He gives more grace, and I need it. We need more grace from God. Not the kind that saves us, but the kind that keeps us moving into a closer and closer relationship with Him. Grace that helps us to be able to admit that we are not at all everything that God wants us to be. Grace to be able to say to God, I need your help. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Grace to have our hearts cleansed by Him. Because you see, if we want to hear the voice of God speaking very personally to us, we need to have a pure heart. And our hearts need to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. The Bible tells us that if we regard sin in our hearts, the Lord will not hear us. And it's not because He can't hear us. He won't hear us. Because we've chosen to put distance between us and Him. And we can't hear his voice. And so we need, as it says here, that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And I'm telling you that I need to do that in my life a whole lot more. Submit myself to him. Humble myself before him. Tell him that I'm sorry. Tell him that I need him. Tell him that I want him more than anything. Because that is what we want, isn't it? Isn't it true that what we long for, what what we desire is that we could walk closer to him and have a more intimate fellowship and relationship? with the one who saved us and died for us. Draw nigh to God, the Bible says here, and he will draw nigh to you. He wants us to come. He's waiting for us to listen to him. He wants us to, to ask Him. And many times, perhaps, we don't hear God speaking because we haven't asked Him to speak to us. For a lot of different reasons. The Bible says here that you have not because you have asked not. And when you ask, you ask for the wrong reasons. We live in a world where we can get just about any information that we want with the click of a mouse on high-speed internet. And maybe, maybe we think that God operates that way. That at the click of the mouse, he'll speak to us. That he'll tell us what we want to hear. What we need to hear. But that, that perhaps is sometimes exactly what happens. We go to God expecting to hear what we want to hear our voice, not His. And we've got it all wrong. That's not at all what the Lord wants. And it's not at all what we really desire in our hearts. What we really want is right here in the Scripture when it says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. Don't you long for that? Don't you hunger for that? Don't you thirst for that? That you would hear God speaking to you in such a personal way. I do. That's what I want. there's so many distractions. So often there's so much noise and I can't hear him. I realize that this scripture can be looked at in different ways, but the way that I'd like us to look at it tonight is perhaps that the war and the strife that sometimes goes on is right in our hearts, in your heart, in my heart. Because sometimes we want to have it both ways. We want to live in the world and not be of it, as the Bible says we should. But we want the best of both worlds. And we get caught up in a world that sends so many distractions our way that hearing the voice of God sometimes becomes almost impossible. Let me share it with you this way, in the words of a poet that seems to to be able to put your life and my life into perspective in a very down-to-earth way. As Helen Steiner Rice put it, In this fast-moving world of turmoil and tension, with problems and troubles, too many to mention, our days are so crowded and our hours are so few. There's so little time and there's so much to do. We are pressured and pushed until we are dizzy. There's never a minute that we're not crazily busy. And sometimes we wonder as we rush through the day, does God really want us to hurry This way, why are we impatient and continually vexed and often bewildered, disturbed, and perplexed? Perhaps we're too busy with our own selfish seeking to hear the dear Lord when He's tenderly speaking. We are working so tensely in our self-centered way We've no time for listening to what God has to say. And hard as we work at the end of the day, we know in our hearts that we've not paid our way. But God in His mercy looks down on us all. And though what we've done is so pitifully small, He makes us feel welcome to kneel down and pray for the chance to do better as we start a new day. And life would be better if we learn to rely on our Father in heaven without asking why, and if we'd remember as we rush through our day, the Lord is our shepherd, and He'll lead the way. So don't rush ahead in reckless endeavor. Remember, He leadeth, and time is forever. And He said, My sheep, Know my voice. Do we know the voice of God as we ought to? Are we as keenly aware when he speaks to us? Or are there other voices that we hear? Including our own. Do we live out the scripture when it says, you can read it in Proverbs, third chapter. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path with a voice. Turn this way. Turn that way. Go here. Do this. Do that. Talk to that person. This person needs you. Sometimes we long for the experiences, perhaps, that we have already made. Or long for the experience that others have made when we hear that they very distinctly and clearly heard God speak to them and then moved in miraculous ways, in supernatural ways, leading them down paths they never dreamed of, God hasn't changed. And he wants to speak to you and to me in the same way. But he can't if we're too busy. He can't if it's too noisy. He can't if we have one foot in the world and the other in the church. He can't when we want the best of both worlds. He can't when we deceive ourselves into thinking that we can, when the Bible says to do so is to make ourselves the enemy of God. What we really want is what God wants, and that's that we walk closer to Him, and that we can very clearly and distinctly hear the voice of God speaking to us. And when we can know when it's not his voice. When perhaps the devil is whispering things into our ear. Much as he did to Eve when he tried to tell her that what God had said was not really what he said. And if it was, it certainly wasn't what he meant. And we too can be trapped. By listening to other voices. Including our own. Thinking that the way that we are going is the way that God really wants us to go. When it's not. When we simply are seeking His approval for our own way. Our own understanding. When what He wants to impart to us is His guidance and His direction. He wants to be our shepherd And he wants to lead us. And he wants us to be able to hear his voice very clearly. I want to hear him. I want him to speak to me. And I pray. I pray that you do too.